0: right here, right now.
1: Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh
0: and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Monica. Hi, Katie. How was your workshop? Monica just had a workshop I couldn't attend.
1: Yeah, I was sad you weren't there, but it was so lovely. It was called Go With the Float, and we did an aqua yoga sequence, and then we had some refreshments, and we dried off, and we changed and got in the sanctuary for a super relaxing yoga nidra session.
0: Yes, I've only done one yoga nidra session and it was with you. It was awesome. Yes, but tell me more about yoga nidra
1: because I feel like I don't know that much about it. It's called yogi sleep. So the idea is you are able to relax so physically sound like complete as though you were going to sleep. You relax that soundly. But you're still tethered to this voice that allows your subconscious to stay awake and connected. Mm. So the theory is that you can have one hour of yoga nidra guided meditation and have felt like you had four hours of regular sleep. That is amazing. Isn't that crazy?
0: And during the time that I took your class, I wasn't sure if I fell asleep or not I remember that I was like wait a minute did I just remember was I in a dream world Mm -hmm. what
1: was going on there I think ideally you don't really remember what I would have said but you can feel that sensation of just deeply rested Mm -hmm. mindset almost like I would imagine like it takes the steps down um, into the cave like maybe hypnosis might like when you're trying to maybe stop someone from smoking or whatever other applications hypnosis is used for I wonder these days I think
0: like weight loss and um, other addictions or habits sleep all sorts of things there's kind of like that blurred line of uh, meditation hypnosis I feel like I don't even really know the full
1: boundary of those two hypnotic therapy I think part of the thing is that some the person has to be willing to be hypnotized. Yes. I think that's part of it. Definitely. Is the allowance of it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really
0: cool to think of those blurred lines of your wake sti- state and your resting state. Thinking of how you called it, like you kind of bring them down into that cave of mm-hmm. that space. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's similar to like the way that Rim works.
1: Maybe. You yeah.
0: Know? Maybe it's like bringing you down those steps to feeling that subconscious level
1: um but yeah i think there's a metaphor about uh when you're practicing yoga nidra it's like you're holding on to um the rope is the voice of the instructor and you're able to go and explore the caverns of your mind as long as you hold on to that rope that's so if you let go you'll fall asleep probably yeah if you let go of the rope but if you can stay tied you're on a crazy ride and it's just such a neat experience that's i love leading the classes i also love to experience them but yeah, it was good. But again, you got to be willing. Like, if you go in there with that, like, kind of that guard up, maybe like a, you have too much to do, you're busy, you know, you're not interested in setting down everything. You have- if
0: you're focused on your grocery list, this is not going to work for you. Right. <laughs> you right. have to let go of your grocery list and what you're having for dinner mm-hmm. and the conversations that you were taking, that you were having before. Yep. In order for it to be effective. And I am sad I missed it. I wasn't able to go. I had a full day of work today. When I got home, I had some extra charting computer stuff to do. So I wasn't able to go. I really wanted to. And I thought like, I could put this off. I could do it later. But then it was going to be nagging and pulling at me the whole time. Mm. So Monica and I were kind of talking about the blurred boundaries of sleep awake with hypnosis and with yoga nidra. And that kind of led us into these like, well, what other kind of boundaries are there in our lives? And I was Like, oh, my gosh, I just used a boundary this morning Um, when I or not this morning. It wasn't until this afternoon that I was like, I'm just not going to make it to the workshop. I'm going to give my workspace. Mm -hmm. It's time. And then I can go be present for the podcast. I can't cram
1: it all in. Yes. You have to be able to to say, hey, I need this right now. I need time for this. And I that will come later at its own time. What is the quote we heard recently from Lao Tzu? Nature never rushes, yet everything gets done. Yeah, I love that. Um, those, like, seasonal boundaries are what nature uses to kind of preserve herself for the everything perpetuating. I think that's so cool. And we also have that steed in our own bodies to say, these are my priorities right now. I want to get this done. I need to have this charting done so that I can be focused at my podcast. I need to be able to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I... <laughs> I think this is maybe
0: why we were talking about this today and we completely forgot. Monica and I were going to record on Sunday. Oh, yes. Yes. And (laughs)
1: someone was in a little bit of a... (laughs) and someone. (laughs) It was me, y'all. It was me. I was... I woke up a little bit grumpy. I was irritable. I've been doing some research and self-work on cycle syncing, which... Big drop there, but we'll we're gonna unpack that more throughout this month as I am really working with some of these concepts. But I knew it was the day that I would be irritable and grumpy ish, and I was not feeling that. And we're not feeling podcasting. And I knew that she was thinking of recording. (laughs) That was our plan, and I was just like, you know what? I can't. I'm not in the space to do this right now. I don't want to do this right now. And let's, and instead we focused on preparation. Yes. Which we did. is, we actually have future topics. We did a great planning for our month. We're gearing up the way that we share time together so that it's more focused, more purposeful, more, um, yeah, on target with a whatever. priorities are right so
0: rather than recording we were like let's sit down and talk about what we want to talk about on the podcast the whole month and let's kind of see if we can actually have a purpose and not just like a random idea that gets brought up once a week and hey why don't we both read big magic uh and why don't we talk about big magic during the the month podcast so we started reading big magic by elizabeth gilbert awesome book on creativity if y'all want to join us
1: You can join us. We're gonna have
0: like a little podcast book club going on over here. So we've got all sorts of things going on because Monica was able to set a boundary, and I'm here being present right now because I was able to set a boundary. And how cool is that? I think there's a lot of talk in uh, the world right now about boundaries and people, and um, those are good too. But where I kind of was thinking more about like boundaries with energy and boundaries with time and how you. Go about your day when something unexpected happens. Do you let it totally sideswipe you and go on that emotional roller coaster of if something negative happens, or are you having a boundary to say, you know what, I I'm not
1: going to take that on. I'm not going to take that. On. That's, That's not about. That's not about me.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I think it's it can be really healthy to kind of prioritize, you know. You can remember from your high school, college days, like, I don't need to do my homework right now. I'm going to go to the beach instead. And then mm-hmm. you have to face those repercussions. And as we grow older, it's so
1: important to kind of draw the line and say, no, I'm going to take a personal day. And even I think like one of those daily boundaries in scheduling and making time for the things you're doing and want to do more of is your bedtime. And the time you go to sleep and the time you wake up, those are big time daily boundaries boundaries that we have to set for ourselves or not and let get slipped away you know staying up late then having to wake up early to that alarm is not healthy choice so Mm -hmm. creating those boundaries for ourselves where we can say you know what put that baby to bed what are you doing
0: we talked about this also when it comes to things like i mean so many things that are great in moderation like alcohol and cake and (laughs) so many things that we kind of have to have those personal boundaries set to say like No, I'm not going to have that anymore. And also being able to have that flexibility of like, we're celebrating. Yes, pass Mm -hmm. me
1: another. I'll take another round, you know? To be able to discern like when it's it's a good idea. Like it's a Friday night. We're going to go and do this thing, but it's just a Tuesday. Like maybe I'll be a little more specific in my choices of Mm -hmm. what I consume.
0: And then also thinking about that in the creative life of I have so much time for my family for – keeping the house clean for my job, for all these things, it's really easy you know, to push your creative time aside and say, I just don't have time for you right now. But if that's something that your body needs to produce to feel good, Mm -hmm. which I think a lot of us,
1: without even knowing it, probably that is the case. Mm -hmm. We need some sort of outlet to express that little fun streak. Mm -hmm. And to have
0: a little boundary set aside, which I think really ties into what we've been chatting about, which is planning, Mm -hmm. the daily planning. Have we brought
1: that up here? (laughs) Well, I'm not sure. I think um, we have some things to unpack this month. So you'll stay tuned through the month and we're going to kind of unfold some of these things that we're just dropping little nuggets of. So that'll be fun to reveal as we go on. But um, the planning part, I think it's essential to note that it's not always common for us to make time for for creativity or for a fun outing or for rest and relaxation or an artist date, like we've mentioned. So one of my teachers, um, Giaconda Parker, she actually says that when you're making your plans and you're mapping your goals for the month or season to actually block out those chunks of time in your planner. Like if you're a daily planner, you write it in, you schedule your chunks of time out to say, you know, I'm going to, Go to the park. Like that's on your to-do list also. The fun and creative things that help influence that Mm -hmm. flowy side of your life, the less linear things. They are just as important to make time for. And I've seen
0: something um, kind of flip side of that, how much time we can waste without even realizing it on social media, but Mm -hmm. we still want to be connected. Mm -hmm. So I've seen people when they're doing those schedule planning, the block planning like that, um, schedule and I've seen people... (laughs) I was into block planning for a while, so I was doing that. Scheduling in 15 minutes. If you're into it in the morning or the evening or whatever, 15 minutes on Instagram. Have the timer on your phone to where you're like, I'm going to go scroll for 15 you're minutes. You're about the social I'm media. off. I'm I not like mindlessly that. scrolling. And the grocery store at the red light when... You know, you're on mm-hmm. the phone and you shouldn't be because you should be focused on that situation. You scroll when you're way, talking
1: to me on the phone?
0: Uh, just, I would never even. I can't believe <laughs> totally you. I don't think it. my Wi-Fi in the country is strong enough for that, Monica. <laughs> That's the
1: only I reason. I would if I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would if I could. You're hilarious. Well, I may just have to set a boundary where I don't talk to you on the phone unless I can see yourself green facetime only that's right like why are your eye why is your finger hitting the (laughs) screen wow yeah yeah and as we're talking about boundaries i'm kind of thinking back to the beginning of our conversation here which about the yoga nidra and hypnosis and i i kind of think that to be influenced by those types of practices um you might have to have some boundaries in place that protect your vulnerability and also removed some boundaries that make you feel those senses of fear and ability to relax and really go to that deep space so I think boundaries are on both ends to protect you in a healthy sense but also you know to keep that space clear and other on the other end
0: Mm -hmm. and just as both of those things depending on where you are on the spectrum I was reading up on boundaries earlier and it was more it's kind of hard to find things about like work-life boundaries and things just because so much of what's pop culture right now is about your personal boundaries mm-hmm. with people. I was reading about that and it was talking about loose versus, you know, tight boundaries and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I've got some loose." <laughs> some loose boundaries, yeah. <laughs> saying how like if you're really concerned about, well, how other people might think about you or if you take on other people's emotions a lot, which I do, mm. um, it's your loose boundaries might be evidenced by avoiding confrontation, which I do, or being a people pleaser, which I have been. And those are things that we can kind of recognize in ourselves and try to change. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side of that, not me at all. People with kind of the, the wall around them that they've been hurt a number of times, that they're no longer letting people in, that they're like, I have to protect myself. So they miss the opportunities to then share, have shared experiences with mm-hmm. people. Um, so for me on my end, I have to be really careful, especially when it comes to that kind of criticism mm-hmm. bit, you yeah, know, that I kind of like, what
1: did they think about what I just said? Was that, was that okay? Are they okay with the way... That kind of thing. Oh my that gosh. That internal dialogue.
0: Yeah. yeah. The thing that takes place hours after the conversation yeah. and you're like, why do I keep replaying this conversation in my mind mm-hmm. over and over? Worried about the way that their face looked when they said this thing. What did they mean to me? And yeah, it's maybe like... they
1: were just farting. <laughs> we're trying to keep from farting. <laughs> they were
0: just holding it a fart.
1: <laughs> Made their face change. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that how when we get to know people really well and we start to think we know their faces like this is kind of With my husband, Luke, and I, we have, you know, my husband, Luke. Oh, oh yeah, I think I've met (laughs) him once. (laughs) Um, I assign certain faces he makes to certain emotions or thoughts he's having based off patterns that since we've been together so long. But that's not always effective. Like, occasionally I'm correct, and what I see in his face is translated to his thinking, and it's confirmed mm -hmm. when I ask why are you making that face or whatever? Right. Occasionally, I'm wrong. Like it's not at all that link. And I've I've even done it with you. Like certain mm-hmm. faces that you make or whatever. I think your body language is saying. I'm like, okay, that's what Katie's or that's where your that's friend's, where I and am. That's just what you think. That's where I am. But it's not always correct. Yeah. And so it's so dangerous to to rely on those things because they can so easily be falsified by what's going on in our own bodies, and we can project those things so easily.
0: Exactly. And it's like scary. my perspective perspective on our conversation is can be, not always, but can be completely different than your perspective on our conversation, which is kind of mind boggling. Like I'm saying this message. I think I have perfect intent on everything I'm saying. And I think I'm saying it with such wholeheartedness and I'm giving it to you. And you're like, can you believe she said that? What a tart bitch. (laughs) And with that tone. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that is awful. And so how silly is it that later I would then replay that conversation and assume I know what's going on in In your head. But really, I don't even know. Yeah, it's the whole thing. I know. And the
1: words, too, that you use can have such different connotations in my brain versus yours, depending on what's happened in our past. And so there's so many possible triggers that could occur in a conversation. Or depending on whether or not you're, what phase you are in your cycle.
0: And if you're being extraordinarily open and free, or if you're being extraordinarily... depending um, on the season. Yep, really. Totally. Everything, every day. So crazy. So we have
1: to have so much grace for each other and ourselves in that way that we are creating life in, in this um, shared space yeah and <laughs> being you just don't know what is going right. on and being
0: true to our boundaries on so many different levels and I think a lot of that starts with just trying to dig deep and find out where where do your priorities lie? what are mm-hmm. your goals and values?
1: what kind of things are you after in this life and not factoring in what my neighbor or my parent or my anyone else thinks those things of me should be mm-hmm. It's what do I think? Yeah, no no one else's opinion or perspective of you is your business. And what do I
0: think today? Because what I thought yesterday might be so different than today. Mm -hmm. And giving yourself permission to just be who you are in this moment. Mm -hmm. So important. I can geek out on it hard. I think we're both geeking today. I know, it's (laughs) exciting. Let's talk about all
1: this stuff. Yeah, the way that we can honor ourselves with that truth that only we can find in our in our day-to-day. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be more mindful
0: about our actions and our perceptions
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that we can find more space for
1: joy. Mm-hmm. And factoring in that that can translate to a writing practice or having a lighthearted conversation or doing something with a friend that is... Outside of a work or hobby or interest that is, you know, normally drives your schedule, maybe something out of the blue. Mm -hmm. Write something, do something, say something out of the blue. Love it. And that's what we're going to do, right? Right
0: here? Right now. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, that's right. Let's create a little 10 minutes of our own personal joy space. Yeah.
1: Create some boundaries that say, I don't give a shit what I write down right now. I'm just gonna do it.
0: I don't care if it sounds good. I don't care if it flows. I don't care what happens. I'm gonna take these prompts. I'm gonna set my timer for three minutes and I'm gonna write for three minutes at each prompt and come up with some kind of wacky, whirly story. Whatever comes out, comes out. Yeah. So... Go ahead and get your materials if you're participating. Otherwise, it'll seem like a flash and we will tell you some fun stories that we don't give a shit about. Nope. We don't care. We're just going to see what rolls out. I bet they're going to be entertaining, <laughs> I though. I bet they are. We're kind of on a roll tonight. Um, so, with that in mind, today we're going to um, just pull, Monica and I are each going to pull three random things that happened from our day, throw them in a hat, mm-hmm. pull one out one hat. at a time. It's a top yeah. hat the magic hat it's edna's hat oh edna's hat um and we will do it share our stories
1: <laughs> so the first prompt is a knock at the front door
0: okay next prompt the tiny helpless kitten
1: and the final prompt is when they forgot the okra
0: Well, those were fun prompts.
1: Those were fun prompts. I like it when we write our prompts.
0: Yeah. Let's hear what we've got. You want to go first? Sure. Uh, are you going to get that? John called from the next room. Annoyed, I got to my feet to answer it. Why would my husband pause the game when I could answer the knock at the door? It was a girl looking very confused on my front step. Can I help you? I asked trying to hide my irritation and not take it out on the poor thing. She looked startled. Then I noticed the box at her feet. It was filled with kittens, six of them to be exact. She introduced herself as a neighbor from down the street and said her cat had had these kitties last month and her dad was making her get rid of them. Or else. I had vowed to not adopt any more pets just last week. After I'd come home with that baby squirrel I had tried to raise. On top of the cats and dogs, I couldn't resist from the local shelter. My husband called, more bellowed, from the next room. Liz, who is it? When's dinner? I looked at the girl, seeing tears forming in her eyes as she contemplated her dad's words. Or else. How much? I asked. She looked shocked, and a huge smile came to her young face she said i'll take the black one i said as i reached down and held its tiny helpless frame in my hand it muted me tiny green eyes glassy with newness we said our goodbyes just as quickly as her short introduction and i closed the door rolling my eyes at myself my spontaneity trying to hide my from myself that this is probably not the best decision i'd made today I snuck little kitty past the blaring TV and couch my clueless husband absorbed in his game. I went to the kitchen and sat my new friend on an em- in an empty Amazon box that was neglected in the corner and set to making dinner. An hour later, when I called John to dinner, I was shocked to watch him step over the box, not even noticing the small body inside. He sat down at the table, took a bite of steak, and with a mouthful, he said, Hey, you forgot the okra. Ugh, men.
1: That is a great
0: story. Thanks. I really enjoyed writing it. I, I loved why. it. I don't know why. I
1: just loved it. Yeah, that was and great. And it was fun to it's write these
0: because um, I did get to play with a tiny helpless kitten today. So oh. I was kind of imagining it. It <laughs> climbed my leg and I kept having to put it uh, down. I am, by the way, a home health nurse and I was in a patient's yard, <laughs> not a house, in their yard. Home and yard then the nurse. cat just like, it's tiny. It was tiny and it like a grasshopper bounced into my lap, and I was like, okay, here we are, just doing my nursing thing what? on somebody's front porch with this tiny little helpless kitten. What was that kitten's name? It didn't, I don't know, it was the neighbor's. Oh. It was kind of a...
1: Miscellaneous kitten. Yeah,
0: miscellaneous kitten in the hood. Okay. Hood rat. Hood cat. Hood cat. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Let's hear your story.
1: Okay, here we go.
0: Hmm.
1: I was lost in a world of dragons, time travel, love, and betrayal. Jack was falling for the queen, but all of a sudden the forbidden portal was blasted open. Knock, knock, knock! Came the rudest awakening from the front door. I was working on finishing book six, and I was expecting to be uninterrupted all day. Wait, maybe it was the delivery person with my seventh book. Could it really be here already? I raced to the door, now excited to find out what's on the other side. I looked out the peephole. I'm not trying to get murdered over here. <laughs> and didn't see anyone. Good sign. It's got to be my package. After unlocking all three deadbolts, I swing open the door to reveal a box. An open box. I'm already writing my internal review of the terrible parcel care when I hear a tiny mew and out pokes the head of a tiny helpless kitten. How in the world did you get here? I asked the little creature. It looked up at me with the same question in its eyes. Mew. I took the box inside to have a think about this situation. How would the queen handle this? I held the kitten in my lap and checked the box for clues. Under the blanket was a bunch of okra. Yes, this appears to be freshly harvested, homegrown okra. But who would forget the okra? And how did they get left with this little kitten? As I asked these questions to myself, I heard an internal narrative unfolding. I started to write this book. The kitten mewed again. I looked at her and said, I'm going to call you my little muse, for I think you've just given me the story of a lifetime.
0: Is it the mystery of the cat and the okra? Yes, in fact. I'm interested when does this when does it hit the
1: shelves breaking tail T a i l. yeah yeah no no cat tails were broken in the writing of the story you. I appreciate
0: that very much <laughs> little muse little, little muse, muse. Mew. Mews. love it that was a good story Thanks. cats on porches mm-hmm. we couldn't avoid that storyline of- couldn't have couldn't <laughs> get out of here <laughs> Who let the cat out of the bag anyway? Seriously. Who did that? Why? We'll find out. Well, if y'all want to find out more, you can visit us on our Instagram and our Facebook page. You could also email us some prompt ideas or perhaps you would like to share a story with us.
1: Uh, We would love that. Be sure you tell your friends and other people that you might want to listen to us maybe they're not your friends
0: yeah just start going up to random people if you'd like we can send you some business cards which we've yet to make to advertise we're about
1: to make those yeah so we'll get you some for sure so you you just let us know or you could just share it on uh facebook or you could share it on itunes or you could write a review you could you could share the love right here right now Bye. bye